0: hi and welcome in to another episode of rj bell's dream preview the college basketball edition i am your host going one man band tonight uh the real underscore g warner on twitter or griffin warner as aj always introduces me aj could not make it tonight so it is just me for a special episode a tuesday night edition um going over some hopefully big matchups that are already announced confirmed that have lines available uh for this week of conference tournament play certainly a little bit more challenging than most weeks As a lot of the schedules have not been made, games have not happened to get teams to certain parts of the bracket. Uh, But I got a four pack per usual, um, or just like a usual episode, going through a four pack of games. It'll just be me. It's a little bit more of, I think, analytical point of view rather than AJ and I throwing a lot of opinion based on analytics uh, back and forth at each other. Um, We'll give a promo code for uh, you to save some money on pregame.com and also uh come up with the best bet end of show i don't have one for aj so it'll just be me uh life on the line head on the chopping block for this one all lines quoted on this podcast are courtesy of BetOnline.ag, at my favorite place to get my bets down early reduced use offer offered almost every game you want to bet right up until game time please follow the link found in the podcast subscription below fund your account and use the promo code gw50 to receive a 50 percent match bonus up to one thousand dollars so um i picked what i thought So we have lines that are out there that are available. I figured that was probably the best way to do this, um, especially because there's so much that's fluid for all this week. Um, As you can tell from my eyes, it's probably allergies, but also there will not be a lot of sleep uh, in this apartment, in this world. And I expect if a lot of you are trying to bet this seriously, same sort of thing, tons of basketball to watch. Um, of course the champions league and other things going on that you can find on my sort of stuff on the pregame.com website or on twitter but uh this is college basketball podcast so i'll get right back to there uh, i have one game for wednesday Um, uh, recording this tuesday night but one game for wednesday night should have plenty of time to get in there also if you follow me on twitter you might have seen something about it already um, plus three games on thursday and then i'll give a best bet also for thursday um First game I want to highlight, and basically as we do it, always the biggest games on the card. Try to give some sort of insight, lean, and then potentially see uh, what we get into, and if we want to play something. Uh, the first one to look at is Wednesday night at 8:30 Central Time, so 9:30 Eastern. Uh, projected probably will go off a little bit later, and I will recommend if you are betting second games in a session. So um, most uh, college basketball tournaments play two games per session. They clear the the arena out and then bring everybody back in. Usually there's 25 minutes before games. Sometimes they hold tips for start times on whatever network the game is televised on. Sometimes they do not do that. Sometimes, uh, at at the very least, they're going to wait 25 minutes between games. I would not get caught thinking that they might start it at the scheduled time because it might tip early and you you might miss the ability to get a bet in and miss a winning wager. It's happened to me in the past and I wish that it will not happen to any of you or myself uh, going forward. So um, as I said, this one's scheduled for 9.30 Eastern. Virginia Tech host, or I guess not hosting, this is all neutral court at Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. We have Virginia Tech facing NC State. So Virginia Tech, were able to get through a very tight game with Notre Dame today. They got a three-point win, one that was back and forth, and if not for a late turnover, after a turnover, Notre Dame might still be playing here And might actually have even gotten Mike Bray and his last season at Notre Dame further uh, into the tournament and potentially going on a run. Um, There is no magic with uh, Mike Young, the head coach of Virginia Tech, besides just that he's a good basketball coach and he sets his team up in good places to to succeed, Um, though it's been a pretty down year for Virginia Tech so far this season. Uh, They do they're going to have to go on a run to win the NCA to, to win the ACC tournament, to get a bid to the NCAA tournament. They did that last year as a seven seed. It's going to be harder. I think as a 12 seed this year, but you know, it's part of how it goes, maybe 11 seed, something like that. Anyway, double digit and having to play an extra game is going to make it harder, um, but it's possible. Um, and they're on the right or correct, better side of the bracket, the lower half, you can avoid Duke and Miami, which I think are the two favorites uh, to win this conference. So, they face NC State, who have not played yet, um, should have probably a fair amount of uh, home court advantage, at least compared to Virginia Tech. Probably a lot more fans for uh, just coming over from Raleigh to Greensboro, though they are sharing a session with Boston College in North Carolina in the first game as I wear a North Carolina jersey to try to get in the mood for this. Though I know a lot of people are listening, probably better so you don't see my eyes anyway. Um, hay fever allergies are really getting to me at this point, but. Um, UNC will be there first. I'm not sure what I've kind of noticed in a lot of these college basketball games is uh, if you're there watching your team, you don't really stick around for the next one. Maybe some UNC fans that really dislike NC State will stick around to root for, for Virginia Tech and potentially even out that home court advantage I was talking about. But um, I don't think that'll happen because it's really, to me, more of a rivalry for NC State than it is for UNC. I think UNC views Duke as their rival. NC State views everyone in North Carolina as their rival, it seems to me, and, and I do think that matters, and a lot of times it's a big boon for them playing in Raleigh, but it's a little bit different situation here on a neutral court. Anyway, so number for this one, we have NC State, a three-point favorite. I think it opened two and a half. Uh, Over-under is 149.5 points, um, which totals are tough, especially on neutral courts. I do think that the sight lines are important. A lot of times going to neutral courts, a lot of times they're also in NBA arenas. Uh, the worst are Final Fours and football stadiums. But it does take some time to get used to it, and that's a big concern. Uh, in this case for NC State, I think there's a little bit of an advantage gained by Virginia Tech having already played a game, having won that game, getting through it. Knowing what everything looks like in the background and being kind of ready for what to look at. Um, There is a little bit of the drawback. You might lose uh, a little bit of energy or legs and have some fatigue problems because you played a really tight game that went up and down and you almost lost Notre Dame. Uh, But you got here and that's all that mattered or else we wouldn't even be talking about you. Currently, NC State is a three-point favorite, Um, suggests that they're a little bit bigger or would be at home and would probably be a slight underdog in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech. I think that all makes sense to me. Um, I put out a tweet today that I took NC State at 12-1 to to be crowned ACC champions. Um, A lot of that is because I thought they would get Virginia Tech in this matchup. Um, Thought they might be able to get Notre Dame and have it a little bit easier of a or or much easier road. Um, But really, it was based on the price and that they're on the, the easier side of the bracket, the bottom half, only have to face one of UNC and Virginia. Uh, And then we'll only have to face one of Duke and Miami. So at 12 to one, that seemed worth it to me. Um, There's still plenty of value in a money line parlay. A lot of times they take down the prices for the futures to win each conference tournament as soon as the first game tips off. So if you missed that, you still could roll a month, do a, a rollover money line parlay. If you want to join and jump on my back with NC State, despite wearing a UNC jersey as I record this, um, And simple as that is you pick out a money you're starting with or an amount that you want to use. Um, I did it as what I... Or essentially, if if I'm running through a moneyline parlay, I, I basically map out what I expect the prices to be for each game. Like I made NC State a four point favorite here, so it's, I think there's a little value on NC State minus three. Uh, then I made what they would be against UNC and Miami, which I guess I can probably go through that since it's only me on this podcast. I might as well give the people a little bit more of what they potentially want. Uh, let's see if I can find exactly where that is. Um, probably shouldn't be doing this live, but you know, we're recording and that's what we're doing here. So let's see what we can find. Um, okay. So I had, so I made, um, like I said, NC State a four point favor against Virginia Tech, um, and basically using parlay calculators and things of that nature. Um, if you then take your amount risk at the, let's say I was expecting a minus 205, Um, as a money line here, bet that. And then if they win, bet as I think a two-point favorite against Clemson in the next round, despite Clemson being a much higher seed. Um, Bet all you you risked on the first game plus your return and just keep rolling that over and over and over again, snowballing it until you get to the end. Uh, But that would make... uh, So I made uh, NC State a two-point favorite to Clemson. Then I was expecting them to be an underdog to both Virginia and UNC in that semifinal matchup, but uh, bigger to Virginia, four-point underdog to UNC, a two-point underdog. Uh, and then in the finals, I was projecting, and, and certainly can go a long way with who would potentially be in this round, but I made uh, NC State a two-point underdog to Miami there and a three-point underdog to Duke, um, which might be a little smaller than uh, potentially um, now that I think about it, especially after seeing only a three-point favorite to Virginia Tech, who nearly lost it in Notre Dame. But... It also might be better for the money line Parlay because you might get a lot better than that 12-to-1 that was out there uh, when I posted it as the as tournament started. Um, with that said, uh, in, this, in terms of this matchup, so why I'm interested in NC State is I feel like they have a really dynamic backcourt, um, two really good guards that can take anybody off the dribble, and I think that's a problem for any team, really. They just put their opponents on skates. Um, they have, and really I've been so impressed by Jack Clark a transfer in for this season. Plus, uh, I just feel like uh, Artie Burns down low is also really, really hard to defend. A big-bodied center who certainly isn't going to get drafted number one overall and is not going to block a ton of shots, but is a little bit of resistance inside and can score a lot of points transfer in from Winthrop. And I think that they're a really good situation. I don't love that Virginia Tech got a game out of the way, but I I do think that playing um, in... I guess a very close area to their location or to where their campuses in Raleigh playing at Greensboro Coliseum. I think that's a good situation for NC state. I also think they win this game and I like the minus three. Um, I feel like Virginia tech has basically been built based on their coach's Love affair with three point shots um, to shoot the three. Unfortunately, it hasn't been as great of a year for them from three. They shoot 36%, which is 68th in the country, which is still pretty good. Uh, NC State really defends the three very well, though. So that's a big concern for me. Um, Two games, back-to-back days. We'll see what that does to the legs of Virginia Tech as well. But I think if they don't shoot well from three, I don't think they're going to win. And so I think NC State, a three-point favorite, seems a little short to me at only a possession. Um, Certainly, Virginia Tech could get inside that number uh, and potentially lose but still cover. Uh, But I love the idea of getting free throws late because that usually sends a favorite into cover town. Uh, So that's my Virginia Tech minus three lean for Wednesday. I'm going to go through a little less in depth on these other ones because uh, I don't have features on the rest that are coming up. Just yet, anyway. So, moving to Thursday, uh, I've picked out a really big matchup, I think, between two bubble teams that are uh, that probably thought they were in the tournament, maybe one more than the other. And I'll say it now is that I think Rutgers expected to be in the tournament a couple weeks ago, but have gone on a pretty drastic downward spiral since then. um, Whereas Michigan, I don't think ever thought they were necessarily in the tournament. Um, This is an 11 a.m. start on Thursday, central time, so noon Eastern on Thursday in the Big Ten in uh, the United Center where the Bulls play in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Should be a pretty big atmosphere of uh, Big Ten schools. Uh, I'm not sure a lot of Rutgers fans will be in the area because I don't think Rutgers um, fans really go to Chicago. I feel like if they're getting jobs, leaving Piscataway uh, or – central south central jersey they're going to philly or new york city so it's a little bit out of the way for them and i feel like that might mean for that michigan deserves a little bit of a home court edge here i'm not sure it's significant um especially being in a uh session with iowa the hawkeyes as well i'm not sure who's playing iowa just yet as that game is not tipped off but Um, Should be a pretty good smattering of teams. And I feel like this is a great game. So you might get the casual fan interested. And as you can tell, I do care a lot about who's going to these games and who's going to be there to create an atmosphere to benefit a favorite um, or an underdog potentially. So I have currently, um, bet online has Michigan a two and a half point favorite to Rutgers. Uh, To me, that's a pretty, um, it's a pretty luxurious price. I feel like based on these two teams that are pretty equal, Rutgers have certainly shown that they have A lot of problems winning games away from home. They've done that a fair amount this year, but unfortunately, I think that's something that's keeping them out of the tournament at the moment, in addition to having some really bad losses on the resume. Michigan, on the other hand, seems like a really young team with a very questionable head coach. I'm not really sure Jawan Howard, despite all his NBA seasoning, has really been good enough um, to deserve. I mean, they had a big run early in his tenure at Michigan, but then getting suspended for like the rest of the season was not great uh, for slapping a coach, I want to say. If I remember correctly, uh, anyway, it's a lot of things run together at this point. Uh, but I, I much more trust uh, Steve Peichel than I do um, Juwan Howard, and I got to say that's a big deal for for me, especially in, in tournaments that have good teams pitted up against each other. I feel like you want to have a coaching edge, so I lean to Rutgers getting two and a half points here. Um, I feel like in a I, At a neutral site in this type of situation, I generally like to back favorites because I feel like you're ultimately picking a winner when it's below a possession or below. Uh, And we do have that type of line here, but also um, I feel like the public is generally going to be more of the time betting the favorite in these type of situations. So you can kind of get some value in the underdog. as a general rule, I try to bet favorites early and underdogs at the close. doesn't always work, but I think that's a general rule that might fit uh, this general profile of betters that are out there. Um, but I lean to Rutgers for right now. I'm going to dive in this one a little bit deeper as I get further into it. Um, the the biggest, I think, people to consider is probably the matchup of the big people, which is Hunter Dickinson inside against Omarui from Rutgers, who's a really good defender, But they don't have a lot of backups or depth there, unfortunately, at the big man position or at the five position. Um, Michigan does have a fair amount of depth there, so they can withstand some Hunter Dickinson foul trouble or injury woes or something of that nature. Um, And that might mean that Michigan deserves to be a little bit bigger of a favorite than I was expecting. um, But that might be enough for us to get through, at least for that first game of the four pack or second game of the four pack first game on Thursday. The next I'm going to go through is uh, moving to the sec and that I'll start with Auburn against Arkansas. Uh, This is at Bridgestone arena in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Not sure that, I mean, Arkansas is a big basketball fan base for sure. Auburn is one of the best home courts, I think in the country. So um, who knows about, Unfortunately, traveled to to Nashville. Good reason for a lot of having lived in Nashville, I feel like that is the the vegas of the South or or general the deep south. Um, so why not, you know, take a trip and, and go over to Nashville if you got some time. Uh, I don't know exactly what the basketball fan bases will look like. I went to this tournament a few years ago when I was living in Nashville. And I don't remember either of these schools being very well, well represented. It seemed to me it was Kentucky and Tennessee fans, which uh, shouldn't shock anybody because Kentucky fans travel better than anyone in the world at this point. Um, for this number, we have uh current number is a minus one and a half Auburn, a one and a half point favorite. I wonder if that's based off their big win over Tennessee this weekend, though I do think that offers up some value in Arkansas, who have unfortunately dealt with a lot of injuries this year, uh, really have no three-point shooting to speak of. But you could say the same sort of thing about Auburn as well, who struggled to make three-point shots. They shoot a lot better at home, and I felt like against Tennessee, they were fortunate to get out of there with a win. Uh, A lot of it due to good three-point shooting that I don't think they'll be able to recreate in a new arena that's actually built for hockey. So it's not exactly the perfect place to play basketball. Um, And I don't really like seeing Auburn as a favorite because I don't think they necessarily deserve it. Uh, especially after feeling like they just clinched their birth to the NCAA tournament. I feel like there's a lot of value here in Arkansas as an underdog. I think there's probably a better chance that there's more Arkansas fans and there will be Auburn fans in this matchup. The next game in the nightcap is Vanderbilt, um, which is in Nashville and should have a huge fan base. But I got to say, I've never really been that impressed, uh, even being a Vanderbilt alum. I'm not really sure I've ever felt like there's a huge. Uh, crowd support and any sort of sporting event, maybe baseball, but I didn't go to any of those big ones, unfortunately. Um, so I lean to Arkansas getting that one and a half point spread right now. Uh, in terms of movement, not really sure where it's going to go. I wouldn't be shocked if Arkansas closed a favorite. Um, probably unlikely it'll reverse itself like that, but you know, money does change how line and lines do move a lot in conference tournament season, especially on neutral courts. Um, I don't know that there are a lot of injuries because Arkansas has kind of dealt with theirs so far. Auburn was missing Cardwell this weekend, their backup center, which is could could potentially be a problem because Arkansas does have a lot of depth inside with the Mitchell brothers and and more. Uh, I think the best player on this court is uh Nick Smith, the freshman for Arkansas as well. So a lot of stuff is pointing me in the Arkansas direction. Uh and last of our four-pack before I get to um the promo code for pregame.com plus um alt. Ultimately the what I call an ultimate best bet on my on my show, betting the pitch, but um a, a best bet for just your truly. I guess I'll call it an ultimate best bet, because it's only me on this show. I I mean I can do what I want here. So um I'm gonna move now to the Big 12. And this is the last game of Thursday night, last game that we'll we'll cover in this episode, and that is TCU against Kansas State. It's going down at the T-Mobile Center, uh, formerly I think the Sprint Center. Um, who knows how many. Telephone companies, telco acquisitions have gone on since that place was opened. It probably started as Bell South or something even crazier. But without further ado, that that game's in Kansas City. Um, should be a pretty good advantage to K-State here, I think, based on uh, proximity to the Kansas State, Kansas State fan base, plus TCU not really having a fan base to speak of in any sport. Maybe in football you could have talked about it, but thanks to their incredible national championship year this year, I think a lot of people would have expected that they've had it for a long time. Don't think one really has existed for basketball either. Um, But TCU has got a lot of respect here as a two point favorite right now, uh, which likely I'd be giving at least a point to Kansas state for home court advantage here. Um, The other session looks like Texas. And I think it's the winner of the Oklahoma schools. I want to say if I'm not mistaken. So Uh, That's not a great sign for – I feel like there's going to be a lot of K-State fans in this. Certainly a lot of these schools will sell tickets. Um, ticket cards essentially that'll give you tickets for every game of the event. And I think this is going to be a great tournament. So you might see uh, a bunch of Kansas fans and other things like that. Iowa state that are would be in there potentially rooting against K state, but I think only the only true rival in this conference for K state is Kansas. And I feel like they might not take that game so seriously. They're playing the early session. The night session might be selling tickets and uh, not having to go. So a bunch of K- more K state fans will get in there. So, um, K-State to me, a great three-point shooting team that wanted to shoot a ton of threes, don't have a lot of big guys, um, but that's a team that I want to back at home and I don't really want to back on the road or or less so want to back on a neutral. Um, every single additional K-State fan that's in this building, I think makes it less of a neutral site event and that benefits K-State and I really do like them as an underdog getting two goal, or two goals, sorry, some, too many soccer podcasts, uh, getting two points. Um, not a huge number, of course, and below a possession. So it's always scary to get an underdog at that point. But there are games that land on two or or land on or K-State could lose by a single point. Um, and I feel like there's a good chance that K-State win this matchup. TCU to me is, is a team built on uh, a lot of depth, playing really physical defense and getting out on the fast break. I think K-State is going to do their best to make this game as slow as possible and try to force TCU to, to execute in the half court. Um, I don't believe in the TCU big men uh, or really big men in general. I really want the shorter team. Yes, it's not great on the rebounding front, but it's, I think, a lot better for making perimeter shots, using your speed in transition and things of that nature. Um, TCU try to get as many points as possible in transition, I think, because their half court offense is so poor. Um, but TCU got a lot of kind of respect. I've been watching the futures markets um, across this sport really just. Kind of prepping to see if there are any things I want to dive into besides my NC State future, um, and I gotta say, watching TCU catch money despite not really having much of a fan base that is expected this event has kind of surprised me to say the least. Um, I, seeing if I could scroll down to it while I have it. So when I first looked at numbers, TCU was an eight to one underdog. And it looks like one, two, three, four, five. They were six most likely to win the tournament, according to uh, bet online odds. It dropped all the way down, almost cut in half to plus 450, which had put them at third most likely to win behind K- Texas, uh, Kansas first and Texas second. Uh, since then, some buyback has come back and TCU has climbed quite a bit. But that tells me there are some bets put down. Um, probably not the hugest markets and, and probably get spooked a little bit, especially early in the week. But I think TCU has gotten a lot of love. Um, I don't really love being against the market because the market generally is pretty smart, Uh, but seeing a lot of other money come in to push TCU back up does make me feel like maybe that was just an initial big bet that was received at that eight to one number, and that uh, maybe not everyone in the world thinks TCU is winning this conference tournament. So uh, lean to K-State getting those two points. Um, Certainly want to see if this one ticks to three, as I do think a key number in this sport is plus three, get inside of possession, Um, if you're a favorite or outside of possession, or at least a push on the full possession, if you can, uh, as an underdog is pretty important. So, um, that brings us to the, uh, best bet portion of the show. Before I get into that, uh, a read off, a promo code is for good for seven days from the podcast release. So this is released on, I guess we'll call it the 8th of March, good until the 15th. Um, If my math is correct, it's late at night. My bad. Uh, Promo code is March 20. Uh, It's March Madness. You know, we got um, AJ and I both have our, if you've been listening along all year, we both have packages going through the rest of March Madness. Get our picks first. I try to get my stuff out each night before I go to sleep. Soccer stuff's coming there as well. Um, And I think there's some all access packages as well if you want to get everything that I'm putting out there as much as possible. I've had a pretty good run in soccer lately. Uh, college basketball has been a great year and going to try to keep doing that, but use the promo code March 20 for 20% off for all listeners. Of this college basketball co- podcast. Good for seven days. Like I said, and we get some credit if you use it, uh, at least our bosses will like us a little bit more um, or AJ's bosses will like them. And maybe I'll get a, a greeting card or something like that saying I did a good job or, or something of that nature. But uh, we appreciate the support of course. And uh, we'll take anything you got, use the promo code MARCH20, and you can see our picks as as quickly as possible. So um, kind of a continuation from Sunday's podcast, looking at the futures market. Um, Unfortunately, Penn State is not the 50 to 1 we were looking at, um, or at least I have not seen something that high, uh, unfortunately. But um, it's not not the end of the world. I guess more accurate numbers were finally about online came out with numbers. We were using them from maybe drafting. I think it was, but um, I've not seen Penn state all the way up to 50 to one, but I have seen them at 25 to one is what it, where it opened uh, since then climbed to 28 to one. Uh, and I got to say my best bet for this episode is based on the number that's out in that first round. Uh, Penn state currently a three goal. Wow. Back to the goals again. Sorry. Soccer stuff going Champions League week, you know, a lot of stuff going through the mind. But anyway, Penn State, a three point underdog uh, at, I guess you could say, at Illinois. It's at United Center in Chicago. Too many a lot of Illinois fans there, and that's something uh, something I'm a little nervous about going against. I'll admit, but for my best bet for this episode, uh, Penn State swept Illinois one at Illinois in Champaign. So if you do it, if you can do it in Champaign, you can certainly do it at the United Center. Uh, I feel like this is just a, a tough matchup for Illinois. Um, they've really struggled at defending Penn State's offense. Uh, Penn State certainly not the best offense uh, outside of the Bryce Jordan Center um, in University Park or College uh, College Park or no, College Parks, Maryland, uh, whatever it's called, wherever Penn State's playing in the middle of that state of Pennsylvania. Um, they've controlled Illinois in, in two matchups this year. I feel like Illinois already clinched and in, in, in the NCAA tournament with a bid in hand is a little bit less uh, likely to give a, an incredible effort here. I think Penn State is going to go guns blazing, knowing that they're on the outside of the tournament looking in. I think they think they might have an at-large bid or case, but probably need a few wins to make that a little bit more relevant. Uh, and I really like that they can get a third win against a team like Illinois. It, it is hard to beat a team three times, but it's even harder to beat them the first time if you lost them twice during the regular season. So I'm going to give you Penn State plus three. I think they're going to shoot really well. They're going to stretch out in Illinois. And I just don't really necessarily believe in illinois as a great three-point shooting team despite how often they use it uh penn state has shown that they can they can get to the basket i think they have the most dynamic player on the court in picket and uh, i'll give you plus three as my best bet for this episode so thanks for tuning in uh AJ sends his regards and we'll be back together likely, I think on a Sunday night podcast after uh, the selections show, which is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for the rest of this tournament or the rest of this month, necessarily conference tournament week is going to be crazy. Please stay tuned in to on Twitter, the real underscore G warning. You can see as much as it's coming out for me. If you want to interact with me, there, DMS are open. I think to everyone, if I click that sitting correctly. Um, Plus, you can, of course, always play in the mentions or or my notifications, and I'll do my best to get in touch with everyone that reaches out as quickly as possible. Um, Also, just everyone knows I'm I'm coming out with some Patreon stuff myself. Feel free to check into my Twitter on how that's all going. And uh, as always, thanks for the support. AJ will be back on Sunday. Probably a little bit better of a host coming in, and at least I won't have to be doing and carrying. all do the heavy lifting all at once. But thanks for tuning in. We really support it. We really appreciate your support, and I look forward to getting some more winners your way coming up soon.